0: Milwaukee, always good to be here. Really enjoy this city. I was here in the third week of June as well. It was a battle, a duel, an epic clash. Okay, I'm going over the top, but the Pirates and the Brewers were in a thing for first place. And wow, look at them now. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. It'll be Pirates and Brewers again tonight. It's a 7 15 PM Eastern Time first pitch. And 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 uh yeah, who cares? Right? Really? It's not just that the Brewers have found a way to stay in the race, even with the Reds having leaped up seemingly out of nowhere. The Brewers are 58 and 50. The Pirates are not. The Pirates have collapsed. The Pirates have crumbled in every single facet, individually, collectively, that you can categorize. And on top of that... And I'm sorry for those of you who who aren't going to appreciate this sentiment. I, I can apologize in advance. On top of that, they sent Carlos Santana here to the Brewers for some nothing prospect. Because the Brewers are looking to get some help in their race with the Reds. Now I'm not going to operate in a vacuum here. I cover other teams in Pittsburgh. The Steelers have made trades with the Ravens. They're not common, and they would probably never happen out of anything amicable or helpful, but they've made them. Penguins have made trades with the Flyers. Penguins, heck, they had a trade with the Flyers way back in 1992 that helped them win a second consecutive Stanley Cup. But they're rare. And they'd never happen in any sort of way in which you could directly, you know, boost the guys you were just chasing a month earlier. I say this a lot on this show, but I want to use this occasion of the team coming up here to Milwaukee and facing the Brewers again so soon after what had at least been in small type build as a first place showdown, and then handing them a significant piece, a guy in Santana who'd been lauded by Derek Shelton just a week earlier on the West Coast as being really important to what we're doing, especially as it relates to providing leadership for the younger Latin American guys, and there are a lot of them in that clubhouse. And then, poof, gone to the Brewers to help them win the division. When I talk about the lack of competitive spirit among the people running the Pirates, that is easy eye material, particularly for those who never see anything wrong with anything that Ben Charrington does. Or, for that matter, anyone under Charrington, including Derek Shelton. There's just a subsection of fans, I think it's kind of small, but who just think that they're infallible. And because they know more about baseball than you or I do, and they do, that all of their decisions, therefore, must be unquestioned. I think, for the most part, that Charrington's made good baseball decisions— and he's done that founded on a very, very good plan. And at times you think it's there. You think the execution is right on the cusp of occurring, but it doesn't. It doesn't. And he is completely comfortable dealing with a direct divisional rival a month after, and he came here on that trip because he wanted to be around the team, which is also a little bit rare for any baseball GM. And he had the sense of, hey, this is, this is something. This is a little bit different. We're starting to get there. A month later, he hands them Carlos Santana for nothing, essentially. N- none of these uh, – I don't want to rain on prospects or whatever, but you know and I know what the average is, what the percentage is of success rate prospects you got to get a ton of them for them to work out and you would think this team would be kind of past that phase but he doesn't get past that phase and he isn't phased spelled differently by this sort of thing at all if he'd heard this he'd be laughing in my face you what wait a second you seen how far we are behind these guys what does that matter It does matter because you need to build up at some point some sort of competitive spirit, some sort of edge with which you want everyone in your operation to operate. How about having somebody at 115 Federal saying, screw the Brewers. I don't want to help the Brewers. We were just in their place a month ago fighting it out and now we're just gonna come on no okay Send Santana somewhere else don't did you think do you think anybody in that building did that do you think it even crossed their minds when we come back J1Q this portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park it's home of Steak on a stone The comes from Bill, and before I get to it, I, I realize now that I always give the score of the previous day's game in that opening segment, and I failed to do that in this one. The Pirates lost to the Tigers 4-1. to one. Brian Reynolds had three hits. Kutch had three hits. Osvaldo Beto uh, showed again that he's not part of this future or anybody's future. Uh, Gave up four runs in three-plus innings, and then nobody else hit the ball, and you know how that stuff goes. So they ended up splitting the two-game set with Detroit. Today's J1Q comes from Bill, who doesn't really ask a question, but he gets into some stuff here. He says, DK, make sense of this trade for me, if it's at all possible. And Bill's referring to the one with San Diego. He says, we trade a first baseman and a pitcher for a first baseman and a pitcher who aren't nearly as good as what we traded. And they don't really seem to have any potential upside either. As a fan for the past 50 years, what am I to think? For the last 35 years, I could justify this team and their moves by saying, okay, Major League Baseball is broken. In order to have a few good years, we need to suffer through constant rebuilds. Our already bad team is without question worse because of this trade. It seems as if the people running the team are more than happy to punt on future seasons as well. They are, Bill. They are. Everything comes back to that. Everything comes back to the perpetual punt, the kicking the can down the road. And I know there's a few listeners who are tired of hearing me use those phrases, but tell me where I'm wrong instead of saying that you're tired of the phrase. Tell me that you haven't sensed the exact same stance or stances regarding both of those phrases from Ben Charrington himself. Look, he can tell. Rich Hill, G-Man Choi, Carlos Santana, Austin Hedges. He can tell all of them as he acknowledged doing that his top priority is winning right now. And then he can say that in front of cameras and microphones. But what did he actually do with all four of those players? Do you believe... And this is up to you because you're free to do this. Do you believe Charrington when he says that they got offers that they hadn't heard the previous week? They were really moved by those offers. When you see the caliber of the return, these mid-level prospects, if you can even call them that, considering I, I think only one of them was in anybody's top 30 within the individual organization's system. Not in all of baseball. And I understand that. I'm not expecting him to hit one out of the park for any of these guys that he sent out. I'm not being dumb here. But I also know that there's value in having them, too. You put this better than I just did. You said there's a pitcher, a first baseman, who were better than the guys we just got for them. And the Pirates of 2023 and possibly even 2024 would have been a better team with those players than without them. The one guy that I didn't see coming, and I feel like I prepared you guys pretty well in advance of the deadline in saying Hill was going to be gone, Uh, before that said Santana was going to be gone, and that Hedges would be gone, and I thought Choi would stay because there are no first basemen left. And not only does Choi not stay, but he gets thrown in, depending on your perspective of who's the throw-in or whatever. But he gets part of a package deal to San Diego for nothing. For nothing. This isn't like when you traded Adam Frazier or whatever, and you, and you knew okay, Frazier was at a peak of his career, was really, really good timing on Charrington's part to move him when he did. He got the Padres to overpay. The Pirates, to this day, benefit from that trade. None of these players will have that impact. Therefore, I wonder why you make the move at all. Unless you're just comfortable in that specific skin. That's who Charrington is. He thinks this is just the way it's supposed to go. Oh, we didn't make it? Oh, okay. All right. Well, we're just going to trade everybody and bring in some other prospects and throw them all against the wall and see who, if any, of them sticks. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Again, I'm in Milwaukee. I'll be reporting. On all four of these games this weekend for DK Pittsburgh Sports Hockey. Check out the written coverage, and we'll be back with another one of these tomorrow.